This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 2138. Are you making these French pronunciation errors? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. In English, we have inherited many words from the French language, but when native English speakers use them, they sound different. Is that okay? Get our opinion on this controversial question today. Plus, get three examples to implement immediately into your vocabulary. Hey guys, here's a new idiom for you. Get ahead of the game. It's an idiom that you can use in life to say that you want to get ahead on something or do something early so that you'll have an advantage and you won't be left behind. If you listen to All Ears English on Google Podcasts, you can get ahead of the game right now by finding a new app to listen because Google Podcasts is going away very soon. So go ahead and find your favorite listening app and search for the All Ears English podcast and hit follow. Thanks guys. Hi, Lindsay. How are you today? Hi, Aubrey. I'm doing great. How's everything in your world? Excellent. I'm excited for this episode because we're talking about French words we use in English. Yes. And you know I speak French. I love French, so yep. I'm excited about this. I know. French is your jam. Uh, so good stuff. I have a question um, for you, though, here to dive okay. in. Okay. How many French words do you think are used in the English language? What's your guess? Oh, I would say many, I would guess. Um... Maybe so give us a number. 50, Throw 50, out a number. 50, 50 20, 25, 30, 40. I don't 7, know. 7,000, Lindsay. <laughs> what? 7,000. Are you serious? I'm shocked. Yes, I, was too, I was too, actually, because <laughs> I could probably only name 50 off the top of my head. But wow. it's fascinating because a lot of those words we don't say with a French accent. We anglicize them. We say them sort of with an English accent. And for many of them, we don't realize that they're actually from French. Oh, I love that. I'm so excited. Okay, so we're going to learn a bit more today then. Um, really good. And I want to remind our listeners to hit the follow button on All Ears English if you believe in connection, not perfection like we do. So hit follow. So yes, if you're not following, you're missing amazing episodes totally. like 2137. This was just yesterday, yeah. this Friday or next Friday, how to clarify calendar dates in English. Mm -hmm. This can trip us up so often. Make sure, scroll back and catch that episode if you missed it. Oh my gosh, that was a really, really good one. Um, because I know a lot of our listeners get confused about this next last, you know, it's confusing even for native speakers. So we go through that, we give you guys a good method to understand which state you're talking about. So you don't miss a party or miss an event, <laughs> or leave someone, yes. you know, stand someone up, for example. <laughs> Amazing. So don't miss it. Hit follow. So you never miss any of our great podcast episodes. Yes. Okay, should I go ahead and read the question? This is for you, Aubrey, right? Yes, this was emailed <laughs> directly to me from Mauro, maybe Mauro. Yeah. yeah, good. So the listener says, Mauro says, hi, Aubrey, what's shaking? I, I got think, that from uh, you. Mauro got <laughs> I love it. <laughs> As I know, you're awesome in French. Is there an episode on Allers English about French words 
that Americans use in daily life. AEE rocks. Thanks, Mauro. Oh, I love it. I I know. Such a great question. I emailed him right away and shared several episodes because we have discussed this before. You and Michelle did an amazing episode, 1458, called This Episode Has a Certain Je Ne Sais Quoi. And you shared a bunch, right? A la carte, prefix, je ne sais quoi, like several words that we use in French that we often do sort of pronounce with a French accent. Oh, I'm glad you found that episode. Yeah, because I knew we had done one one and I was trying to think where was that one? We also did one on Italian words somewhere Mm -hmm. in the back, but today we're all about French. Yeah. Okay. So what else? And just as a little um, plug here, many French words are often used in business English like repertoire and liaison. So I think we should do a follow-up on business English as well. So be sure to hit Mm. follow on the business English podcast too. Good idea. Okay. So then do we have an article we're bringing in today to inform our conversation? Yes, this is going to be interesting. Today, our focus is a little different. We are sharing some French words that are often mispronounced in English from an article that was called 21 French Words English Speakers Might Be Mispronouncing. This is from Eurolinguist.com. And this was interesting because I have heard people say like, oh, my pet peeve is when people say, and then sometimes it'll be a word from French. I've heard this. So this was written by Shannon Kennedy. And Mm -hmm. we're going to share a couple of words that she's just a few. You can check out that article if you want to see all of them. But I kind of wanted to discuss the title here, Lindsay. What do you think when you hear about mispronouncing, mispronunciation? I think I just think it's funny. It makes me think of, yeah, because I'm looking at what we're going to teach. And I've definitely heard family members mispronounce these words in this way. I think that when a word moves over into another language, it's kind of redefined a little bit. And, you know, and that's okay. I, I think that English words have been moved over to other languages, maybe French less, maybe Spanish more, for example, but the pronunciation changes over there too. And maybe the right. meaning changes slightly. And this is what happens is we're globalization, right? Exactly. So it's interesting because with regional dialects and accents, it's kind of tricky to say that there's a right or wrong pronunciation to call something a mispronunciation. But there is definitely a sort of standard accepted pronunciation for words, and then anything else would be considered a variant. But I think it's tricky because I, I have seen quite a few you know, native English speakers that will, will have sort of a pet peeve of the way someone pronounces a word because it's different from how they pronounce it. And, <laughs> and this can get a little tricky, right? Because I just feel like, like we say all the time, connection, not perfection. So if anyone out there is sort of judging someone else's pronunciation, yeah. think about like, is there really an incorrect pronunciation? Yeah, this is a really interesting um, conversation to be having with you, Aubrey, because you are fluent in French. So you know how to pronounce these correctly. Yes. But you're also a real advocate for speaking with the people. Like you want to, we've talked extensively on the show. How do you make your language match who you're around so you get that connection and you don't make people feel alienated? So I'm interested to see what you you think here. Yes, this is going to be great. So let's dive into these. Um, You know, many of our listeners do want to know like the standard correct pronunciation because they may hear all these variants and they're not sure which one to go with. So I think this will be really useful for you listeners and it can be confusing when native speakers pronounce things differently. So let's let's dive in with number one. (laughs) Okay, so now I'm afraid to say it because I'm afraid I'm going to say it (laughs) wrong. So you better introduce the words in French. (laughs) This word is voila. And it just means like, there you go. There it is. It's an exclamation. There it is. But what's the mistake that we sometimes hear? 
or well, at least what's my, the variant <laughs> that we sometimes hear. <laughs> and my dad used to say this all the time. So native speaker will, will say, voila. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Instead of the awful. V, they'll make it a W, voila. And, 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 and also the L. I think there's a little L mm. thing going on where the L is much more Anglo there. Um, but I can't really go into too much detail there. So they'll say, voila, voila. Um, <laughs> sounds like nails on a chalk on a chalkboard if you know even a little bit of what it's supposed to sound like even if you can't pronounce it correctly it sounds awful but it also sounds very very natural yes it's so fascinating because yeah some people would say like oh this is my pet peeve it's nails on a chalkboard when someone says this incorrectly i having grown up in the northwest where we have a regional dialect we make some we have some variants that are non-standard <laughs> i'm more forgiving right i'm more accepting yeah. i'm realizing I, I don't always say things the way the standard accepted pronunciation of so course. i'm not really judgmental but i understand why people are i just feel like pronunciation is so tricky, especially in the US. Yeah. So I feel like today we don't necessarily have like a, this isn't a prescriptive episode, right? I'll bring like one way or right. the other. We just want to let you know, this is kind of a conversation that happens in our, in our language, in our culture. Definitely. So, so definitely. do we have a role play just to show yes, this? Just to show how this is used in a sentence, right? It definitely standard accepted pronunciation and how it is said in French is with the V sound. Voila. Okay. So let's do a little role play here. Okay. Oh, Aubrey, I can't wait to see the cake that you brought. Voila. <laughs> All right. So, so the idea is you are bringing the like, cake. Well, here it is. I'm showing you. You're showing it right here. It is. I love it. So good. All right. This podcast is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Do you have any big trips planned this year? Do you need to brush up on your English skills for travel? Well, I'm heading to Panama in April. So I logged into the Rosetta Stone app and I toggled to Spanish. I selected my level, which is intermediate and my goal, which is travel. And the system created my study plan just like that. So now all I have to do is follow the plan. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program because it immerses you in the language. You learn naturally and intuitively by acquiring phrases, then sentences, then you're ready for full conversations and, of course, connection. And with Rosetta Stone, you improve fast because there are no translations into your native language. I also love that it's available on desktop or as an app. Don't put off learning that language, especially for a big trip. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, All Ears English listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off, visit rosettastone.com slash A-E-E. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash A-E-E today. Okay, Aubrey, let's move on to number two, that second word. Jeez, I didn't even know that this was a French word, actually, this mm, next one. Yes, niche is a French word. And what's really interesting is the variant, it sounds very different. It's niche. And here's what's fascinating. Growing up, I thought there were two separate words. I thought <laughs> niche was spelled N-I-T-C-H, and it's like a pop-out, a cutout in a wall where you could put a plant or a painting or something. That was a niche. Um, and then niche, I used very differently, right? Because this noun actually has three meanings. 
Some of them I pronounced niche and some I pronounced niche. <laughs> oh, that is so interesting. Maybe the mm -hmm. word you were looking for was like nook. I like the word nook. There's a little mm -hmm. nook, like a breakfast nook, uh, a little space where you could put a table or an item in a house, a little corner. Is that the word maybe? But no, <laughs> niche. <laughs> it's just niche. And because I hadn't seen it written, it is the word niche. And this is one of the definitions of this word oh. is a shallow recess, especially one in a wall to display a statue or other ornament. Like you might say, they want to hang a painting in their niche. But in my regional dialect, we say niche. If I went to Idaho and tried to call that a niche, people would look at me strange because right. we all say niche. And that's where we talk about speaking for who you want to connect with in person. You're I there. I would never say niche there. <laughs> they would feel no. so judged. I would look so pretentious. <laughs> but what about for, for you know, the idea of uh, like IELTS is a niche within ESL? Would you exactly would you so let's go way? over these different meanings okay. because this word has three meanings mm. as a noun the first yeah. one is a comfortable or suitable position in life or like in, in employment you might say i'm really happy with my new job i think okay. i found my niche okay okay and you would never pronounce that niche, niche. that's fascinating it's only the cutout in the wall where we say niche that's real i think a lot of native speakers are confused about this to be honest uh, yes absolutely yeah. <laughs> Wait, someone will say niche and like what are you even saying okay, you mean your little nook in the house is that what you mean <laughs> right um number two a specialized segment of the market for a particular kind of product or service this is where we mentioned aisles right she's yes. writing for a very niche audience interesting here we're using yes. it as an adjective Right. Exactly. Right. IELTS is a very niche exam. That means it's very particular. It's very specific. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, there, these are, uh, oh yes, this is true. That's true. Well, we've got it as an adjective there. So it's an mm -hmm. adjective. It's a noun. We use it so many different ways. And yeah. then also this, you know, part of a house that some people call it a niche. Some people pronounce this word a niche, some hmm. niche. Fascinating. Fascinating. So, okay. So in general, any advice here? I mean, not prescriptive today, right? We just know that we are sharing the standard accepted pronunciation in the U.S., right? French, this word is pronounced niche and standard U.S. pronunciation is niche for all of these things. So yeah. if you end up moving to the Northwest and you hear everyone else calling this space in a wall a niche, absolutely, you can say that. But on an exam, in a job interview, you would definitely want to use the standard accepted pronunciation, niche. Love it. Okay. Third one, genre. Ooh, am I saying that right? <laughs> that is correct. You said that okay, perfectly. Good. That is the you. French pronunciation genre. It means a type or class, but it's often pronounced with the harder G, genre, genre. genre. It's sort of just anglicized that way. And sometimes people add an extra E to make this three syllables like genre or genre. Oh, it's hard for me to hear the difference. So, okay. The correct French pronunciation is what, Aubrey? Tell genre. Uh -huh. genre. 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 Okay. And genre. what is the what is the quote unquote mistake that native English speakers sometimes make? Or how do that we say harder it? Harder j sound, genre, okay. genre. Genre. We're sort of just looking at it and saying it with an English accent. Mm, I see. Okay. So this one's a little less blatant, right? The difference, but yes. less slightly noticeable. tweaked, um, for better or for worse. And then, but we do use this for conversation a lot. Right? Absolutely. You might say, what genre of music do you love? What genre of film do you prefer? Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you like the genre, the horror genre, for example? Do you like exactly. horror movies? 
Yeah, well, you I don't, don't mind. Want, you I don't, don't want love it. Tons of like gore, blood and guts. Yeah, sure. I prefer a suspenseful Suspense. horror mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, that's what I like too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like rom-coms, a good old rom-com, even an older one. I like to watch them on planes. Classic you know, genre. Nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Role play time. So what are we doing here? So I'm a, your new neighbor in this role play. You're visiting me, your new neighbor. All right. Welcome to the neighborhood. Thank you. Come on in. Sorry, my house is a mess. I have four kids, so voila. I love the painting in your niche. Thank your... you. <laughs> and you're playing folk music. That's my favorite genre. That is awesome. It's a bit niche, so I don't have many friends who like it. Oh, I wasn't sure if I should have said niche. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's. I think niche is one of the biggest takeaways where it's so funny for, for me and from a lot of people from the Northwest we're absolutely going to say niche. We know what you're saying, but even here in Arizona, most people will say niche for that pop out. So I've, I've sort of stopped saying it. And this is one where it becomes a little more glaring, the variance in your pronunciation from your regional dialect. So I would definitely say niche, Lindsay, because I think niche, not everyone would know what you mean. That's, I didn't even know until today that that was a word like regarding a a piece of a how, like a yeah, corner in a house. I thought it was just for a specialization or a corner of the market or a profession. Yeah, so interesting. interesting. And it's not even like a corner of your house. It's imagine right here on this wall behind me, if there it was like mm-hmm. a cut out space, but high up on the wall. And it's meant to be decorative. It's meant to put a picture in that cutout or like uh-huh. a vase on the little shelf that's created. And they're here in Arizona, houses are built with these a ton. I have a ton of niches of niches here at my home. Really? But, interesting. Yeah, it's not like a nook. It's not like a corner of the house. It's a cutout of the wall that's meant Aww. to be decorative. They're getting a little dated now. People are filling them in. They're like flattening the wall. Oh, fascinating. I wonder if, if it's a sim- So when was your house built? How old is your house? Like 2002. 90, 2002. Okay. This might be because development is new in the Arizona, the Phoenix suburbs, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. This might be an aughts, aughts era um, architecture because here in Denver, a lot of the houses are kind of bungalow style mm. and they're older, I think from like just post-World War II or something like that. But by the way, you mentioned, and we don't have those as much, but you mentioned gotcha. vase. That might be another one. Is va- <laughs> is that a French word? Vase? I, I don't know. <laughs> we, maybe that's another episode for another day because most people say, say vase. vase. Some people say vase. I say vase, but I do know there are people that say vase and you are one of them, Aubrey. <laughs> I go back and forth. I go back and forth because I hear both. I think I grew yeah. up saying vase. Yeah. But I think my partner's family says vase. So I've sort of adopted that. Fascinating. Okay. Variant, okay. right? Who's we'll to say who's to correct? We'll come back to it later. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. All right. So let's just go through it briefly. So what did we do here? Yeah. Let's so see. you're welcoming me. I said, sorry, my house is a mess. And I said, this is often how I would use voila is that's- to like be like, okay, it's a mess. I have four kids. Voila. I- there it is. There's the mess. I like that use. I think it's kind of self-deprecating. It's funny. It's here I am. <laughs> right? This is me being authentic. <laughs> yeah, I like that actually. That's creative. So our listeners, guys, think about how you could use it in that way. Just saying, here's my authentic self. Okay. Voila. Yeah. Um, and then I said, I love the painting in your niche. And again, if you are in the Pacific Northwest and people around you are saying niche, fine. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you said, oh, you're playing folk music. That's my favorite genre. And that was pronounced just like the French genre. Right. And then you said, that's awesome. It's a bit niche. So I don't have many friends who like it. And again, that's using that more French pronunciation, right? 
Exactly. Right. Niche and meaning like it's a little specific. Not everybody likes folk music. So here I am excited to have met this neighbor. And it's funny thinking through because I keep saying, you know, oh, just like the French, but we're still anglicizing, right? The word mm -hmm. genre, we're still sort of saying the R like we say in the States and French would be right. genre with that R in the back of your throat, like French, but rarely, you know, most English speakers don't speak French, and so they won't be able to do that French R. So we have to anglicize it a little bit, which is yeah, okay. of course. If you think about, it, there's no way that we could, and and the same on the other side. You know, if right, like, if the word cool moves to to the Spanish language, it becomes cool, right? Like it, it it's it's always going to happen, and I think yes. it's okay. I mean, this and is we love accents. I love a French accent in English, a Spanish accent in English. Love right, it. it's yeah. beautiful. So this is what's tricky. If you, if we start correcting someone's pronunciation. Oh, Oh my gosh, then no. people might start feeling self-conscious about their accent. We don't want that. As long as we yes. our message is clear, all of the different accents are beautiful and all of the different variants of the pronunciation of these words are fun. And I think the, the other takeaway today is bring in, as you're speaking English with native speakers or non-native speakers, bring in words from other languages that you know about, like that example, voila, here I am. It's fun, right? Don't just stick to English words. Exactly. That shows that you're a global citizen, that you're aware of other languages, and I guess it makes you more interesting. That's what Absolutely. I was Absolutely. If there are yeah. 7,000 French words in it, we should actually be, we should be using them. Oh my them. gosh, 7,000. Yes, <laughs> choose one or two at the very least. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so which one are you going to choose? Maybe we'll do a little poll today and we'll Ooh, see like which that. ones are your favorite to use and which ones you're going to implement right away, guys. So very good stuff, guys. Go over to YouTube to check out our show. The show is on YouTube four days a week. So we'll see you over there. Awesome. Right. Thanks. See you next time, Lindsay. Bye, Aubrey. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. Indeed ist das perfekte Instrument für Arbeitgeber, um Personal zu finden. Haben Sie ehrgeizige Einstellungsziele für dieses Jahr? Indeed als starker Partner für Recruiting macht es Ihnen leicht, sie zu erreichen. Warum stundenlang auf verschiedenen Jobbörsen nach den richtigen Kandidaten suchen, wenn es mit Indeed ganz einfach geht? Finden Sie schnell und gezielt die besten Mitarbeiter mit den leistungsstarken Tools von Indeed.com. Mit Indeed können Sie ganz bequem Videobewerbungsgespräche planen und durchführen und brauchen keinerlei zusätzliche Tools. Die hervorgehobenen Premium-Stellenanzeigen generieren durchschnittlich 50% mehr Bewerber. Was Indeed so stark macht, ist die wirklich einfache Rekrutierung. Indeed nimmt Ihnen durch seinen All-in-One-Ansatz und die Premium-Stellenanzeigen die Arbeit ab. Heben Sie eine Anzeige hervor und sofort nach Veröffentlichung werden Ihnen alle Bewerber angezeigt, deren Lebensläufe zu Ihrem Stellenangebot passen. Jetzt Mitarbeiter auf Indeed.com-Podcasts 2 finden und 75 Euro Guthaben erhalten. Also indeed.com-podkatz2. Dieses Angebot ist nur für einen begrenzten Zeitraum gültig. Es gelten die allgemeinen Geschäftsbedingungen.